This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon. At patreon.com slash says who, yes, our Patreon, where every Sunday, pretty much every Sunday at least, you get this all over again in a shorter, tighter, faster, louder version we call the Town Watch. Get me and Maureen all over again. That's if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. All of that is available to you at patreon.com slash says who. Unfortunately, Maureen Johnson has died. That is hmm. uh, tough to hear. I know. Um, yeah. Jesus. She, yeah. So she had a book to finish, but she died. She uh, swallowed a file cabinet. And wow. That, yeah. It was, you know, it happens. And she died from that. And so this book she's writing, was writing, she's dead. Uh, Death at Morning House will be out uh, next August, I believe the 6th. Um, so uh, that is obviously tough news to hear. She had she wrote yeah. all these books, uh, Truly Devious series, like all, so, you know, in her memory, in her memory, think about the book that's coming out next year that she was writing, but is dead now. So, huh. yeah. Well, if you'd like to pay tribute to Maureen Johnson, you want to pay tribute can, to her. She's she's gone. You can buy her books at kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop. Uh, and I'm sure in loving memory of yeah. Maureen Johnson, that would be a thoughtful thing to do. Yeah, she just she she fell on the filing cabinet and swallowed it. That happens. Anyway, if you're buying those things, you could also buy other stuff on the internet. You could go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have Says Who merchandise. Or you could go to shop.dansinker.com where I sell a couple of patches and I sure would love to sell them to you. That's all. Buy things. I, you know who I see. Me? I see a birthday boy. It's true. Happy birthday to Dan. You live in a van. You do says who podcast and the best that you can. Wow. <laughs> it just that came out. Impressive. I like it. <laughs> I, I like that. I am good at lyrics. You're I good. Hate, I know. I know I am. I should be a lyricist on Broadway. By the way, the the pantomime I wrote. Oh, yeah. Guess what? They've already signed you up for next year's. No. They're not sure if they can do it because they're not sure if anyone can direct it. Because everybody stopped <laughs> volunteering because they thought there was... <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it's perfect. No notes. The pantomime that you spent a month writing? More than that. Instead of your book? No. No. In addition to. I, that oh, was my right. side gig. I had to do it for my... Uh -huh. It was a family side gig. Right. Everyone has a side thing they do. But sure. They're, they're trying to find a director. Uh-huh. Um, because all the people that normally do stuff thought stuff wasn't happening. And so my in-laws who recruited me are feverishly 
trying to pull together, Jesus getting Christ. people to get their shit together to do the best. Well, so if you're in England and would like to direct a play written by me for children, <laughs> an incredibly bespoke play that can't be performed anywhere else because it's entirely about that place. <laughs> it's even in the title. The world's most <laughs> bespoke production that cannot go anywhere else. But I wrote Perfect. on request mm -hmm. to make my in-laws like me. <laughs> And because I'm obsessed. You know, Maureen. What? Cut to a month or two from now. Oh, no. You're directing the play. No, no. You have no. a theater major. Not a major. You, I mean, let's face facts. You are probably actually the most qualified person in that entire town to direct a play. Oh, no. I mean, yes, I am. Yeah. Potentially. Although my mother my mother in law could do it. Well. She she can't because she's writing all the music and she plays and conducts the band. So she can't do both jobs. I'm really excited for you to be directing this play. Shut now. up. I'm not gonna direct this play. I have to write this book I can't write, which I can't write because I'm dead. I died. I swallowed a filing cabinet. <laughs> Welcome to Says Who! This isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. Ah, I'm the ghost of Maureen. Speaking of ghosts, last night I was very, very tired. I was very tired. We'll get into why in a moment. But I said to Janice, I'm so tired I might die. <laughs> and she said, well, if you're going to die, you should wait till tomorrow so that you die on your birthday. <laughs> So the numbers are the same. Right. And I went, well, that's grim. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I didn't die. I slept. My big You're treat. You're not going to die. My big treat for when this book is in, is I turned it in probably Tuesday, next Tuesday night, then immediately yeah. turn around and go to Philly on. I just burped. <laughs> 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 this morning I got groceries. I uh -huh. also and I've been pounding. These were on sale. These delicious Pellegrino seltzer flavored mm. seltzers. I have been pounding these for the last two hours. Well, it's perfect. I'm so what, a, sorry. what a perfect thing to do before talking for. I am not a so I'm very embarrassed. But it just came out when I <laughs> I saw that an email came and it was okay. Here's what just happened. An email uh -huh. went ding and, and I'm I turned to the side and looked and the name of my editor came up and uh -uh. I burped nervously. <laughs> like literally, I looked. If you saw, if you go back and watch the tape, I turn, I see her name, and I just start burping. <laughs> the old, the old nerve burps. The old turn and burp. Um, I'm gonna have a little sip of this. So Dan, I have a lot to tell you. So it's going good. You were telling me how you're so tired that you died. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to die. I was really tired. So this is the greatest thing that happened was this weekend. The teen came home. Mm. I like his new haircut. He looks. He looks sharp, right? He looks like a 
like a like a man. I know he looks he's great. way taller than me too. So like he's I checked. He is still not taller than me, but only by what are you six one? Six one. He's probably six zero. Oh. I can't believe I got that. I was like, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna be able to do the you know, but uh, but yeah. So he came home uh, in in part because. Getting him home for Thanksgiving was going to be extremely expensive. Right. And we decided that maybe we don't do that. And instead, uh, he had Veterans Day off. So uh, he came home on a red eye on Thursday night. So we had him for Friday and Saturday. And then he flew back at like nine o'clock on Sunday. So we had him for the whole weekend and morning. It was wonderful. But it was very tiring. Like just emotionally and everything. And Janice and I were like, well, we need to make the house look nice before he comes back so that he'll want to come back again. And so then we spent just insane amounts of time trying to turn a a living hell of a house into a slightly less living hell of a house. And so by the time finally yesterday came around, I was so tired. I was basically non-functional all day. And then I thought I was going to die. And then Janice was like, well, you should wait till your birthday and die then. And I thought, that's not very cheery. But it is my birthday and I'm not dead. Happy birthday. Thanks. Do you like my new hat? Yeah. I like my new hat a lot. I uh, I spent the weekend in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, that's right. You were at uh, Y'all Fest. Y'all Fest, which is amazing. But, so I flew on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I upgraded my ticket. It was one of those like it was pretty cheap to do it, and I was like, yeah. I I need some space to work. Two yeah. dogs in the upper class cabins. I was surrounded by dogs. Okay, obviously a very good energy for me. I arrived, and it was eighty one down there on the wow. night I arrived. The next morning, the day of the really day I was going to be doing stuff. So that night, I had dinner with a whole bunch of friends, including. Uh, Cassie Claire and Holly Black and Lee Bardugo uh, and uh, so a bunch of other authors I got to meet for the first time. We had this like amazing uh, dinner. It was great. I was introduced to the wonder that is fried kimchi with dipping sauce. Mm. It is. Mm. I could, look, my life is now about fried kimchi with dipping sauce. The next morning, it was it had dropped about thirty degrees and it was pouring is it rain. Like deep fried. Yeah, it's sort of like um, it was right out of the fryer, too. It's sort of like calamari, that kind of Uh light consistency. But instead, it's kimchi inside and you get the similar. Oh, fuck. That sounds great. I don't eat that many fried basket foods because they usually don't like they're like fried shrimp or something or something I don't eat. But this was kimchi. And I was like, well, obviously, I'm going to have some of that. Yeah. And it was fucking great. And Szechuan stir fry with the Szechuan pepper that makes your mouth go numb, but it's yeah. in a good way. Oh, damn. It's the South. The South and food. Oh, yeah. Just nuts. Anyway. It's good stuff. Um, So 50 and rainy. Pouring rain the day of the festival. And it's all over town. It's amazing. It's like it's in the music hall. It's in the li- it's in the the museum. It's in uh-huh. the like it's in these beautiful big venues. Yeah. But running around all day, it was actually much more packed than I thought it would be. And by the end of the day, I had to meet 
to have two like meetings with people when I, all my programming and my signing was over. My signing went double time. All wow. these people came out. Uh, I got to talk to so many librarians. Oh, that's fun. From the South. And every single one, if they said they were librarian at school, I'm like, well, how are you doing? How, yeah. you, do- how are you doing? That's what a character. How are you from- doing? Exactly. A character from Friends says that. Do you know which one? Michael. Joey. Okay. Um, and they had really varying reports. Some uh, said they were okay, and some were like, we're having a really, really hard time. Yeah. Uh, then uh, I get, I'm trying to meet up with these people, and that we're kind of mi- missing each other, so I run into a bar, this beautiful, like, big French bar. Okay. And I'm tired. I realize I haven't eaten. And I kind of run up to the bar and I'm wet and I'm cold and I, I'm like, and I go, give me a glass of wine. Yeah. I just wanted to, and then this guy was sitting there and I, he turned in a way that I was like, uh-oh, someone's about to get chatty. Uh-oh. And this guy really wanted to talk to me. Hmm. And he said, you know, he was just clearly, he was like, because uh, I was like, give me, give me your dumbest wine. Give me a yeah. nice buttery Chardonnay, like child juice. You know, like I just yeah. make it seem like food. Um, and then he told me all about himself. He's a tour guide. He's like, I have this kid. She's there. She's not my kid. I love her. She's like, but she's not my kid. She's like my goddaughter, but I take care of her. And I'm a doctor of witchcraft, but not oh. like actual witchcraft, like academically. Like, and he's like, so you a writer of some ilk? And I said, of some ilk. And he's like, so you like famous? What I, will I, do I, have I heard of you? And I was like, that's my favorite question. You have said, I? Fucking- my name is James Patterson. You you say you you say his name with respect and gratitude. That guy, Crazy James, is my guy. I know. I'm half, just saying you could have said you were him. Half the president is missing, so uh, I'm pounding this weird buttery Chardonnay, and this guy's talking to me. And then I like I have a bunch more meetings. I had my last meeting in a cat cafe. Oh right. Oh damn. All I did was look at those cats. I don't. I never I, talked about I books. I would imagine. A kitten yeah. sat on my lap. When you said you were going to hold a meeting in a cat cafe, I was like, well, that's creative. And then I thought that meeting is not going to it execute. Was, you know what? It was fine. We just talked okay. like people about normal stuff. All right. But she's also a librarian from Florida. Okay. So she was also having a tough time. So being in a cat cafe was pretty restorative. Well, there you go. Great job. Flew home, around. flew home on Sunday, Dan, and let me tell you, because I, there was... Boy, I, your arm's tired. Kinda. You know why? Because airplanes are class warfare. Yeah, they are. I had, I managed to get like a comfort seat. Okay. We were shoved into that airplane like they were, like, you know how like they almost physically crush you in at points? Yeah. They were so desperate for people to get off that plane yeah. That they were offering $2,000 cash plus oh, hotel shit. and I would have took that shit in a heartbeat. $2,000. That is amazing. They were begging people to take $2,000 plus hotel plus meals. Dude. And I, listen, and I was like, a night in a hotel just to do more writing seemed really yeah. tempting. Except I had to get back because Oscar <laughs> flew to Sweden. Oh, right. So he was flying to Sweden. 
So it has just been like, so I'm on my own this week, Dan. Oh boy. And one of the last, you remember like I've, I've taken apart the DVD player with a drill. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm allowed to get squirrely now, Dan. This is the okay. last week. This is the last week. So things are going to get weird. That's why I, I'm pounding I like to think Mojo. that Oscar looked at a calendar, mm-hmm. asked you when your deadline was, and then was all, oh, gee, uh, I have to go to uh, Sweden. That's right. I forgot to tell you. Oscar is in the, sort of a similar state as me that he's dealing with a big project that's all like, so he's all like, we're both have, we have the same energy, which is always like, ah, then he's going to come back. Then I'm somehow going to turn this book in on Tuesday. You're going to do it. Everyone looked at me like I was some sort of, like I was from Young Frankenstein or something. I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm going to turn a book in. And they were like, what is, why, what, how? And I was like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And everyone's like, is she? And I'm like, this, I've realized, is my method. I am the yeah. Sully Sullenberger of books. I always land on the Hudson, but no one ever dies. Right. You're doing great. But this time I won't land and everyone will die. No. See, that's the thing. You think that every time, but it'll be fine. And then we immediately turn around. Basically, I'll turn around with no time in between, mm-hmm. collect up whatever stuff from the dirty laundry I can, shove it in a suitcase, and the yeah. next morning go to Philly for Thanksgiving. Well, it's nice because it's always very relaxing in Philly. And then when I get back from that, whenever I get back from that, then I do a bunch of stuff. Then we turn around and then I get the book back as I go to England. Perfect. To direct the play. I'm not directing this play, Dad. You're going to find somebody. You're 100% going to end up directing this play. If I have to kidnap Kenneth Branagh, A, to stop him from making any Hercule Poirot movies, because I got thoughts about that. I won't get into. But maybe he'll do it. Maybe. Should uh, aren't you friends? You're friends with uh, with what's his name, the Hamilton dude. Get him to do it. Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, get him. He's free. What's he doing? Nothing. I don't know what he's doing right now. Right, exactly. He's got time. He's just sitting around. That was a good Twitter time when just because you were friends, like someone met you on Twitter and liked you and then you got to, you got invited to go like hang out backstage at Hamilton and just shoot the shit with Lin-Manuel Miranda for an hour. That was the good times, Dan. Those were the good times. I'm not giving up on it. Those times are over. I, where we are, Dan, there are good times. You mean uh, here on this podcast? Sure. Okay. I, li- I love it. Let's go with that. There are good times where we're at. It's my birthday. It is good times. You very, very kindly. I just want to say the first piece. I just want to get it out of the way. The first piece of news we need to get out of the way. Okay. You very helpfully sent me a message about our, our mayor here in New York. <laughs> yes. So apparently... The FBI raided his car a little. <laughs> sure. And took all his phones. You know, it happens. It's it's weird, Maureen, because when he was elected, he seemed totally normal and great. Everyone was happy for New York. Finally, a stable mayor. I don't even know how we got this guy. Like, I don't even remember where he came from. <laughs> New Jersey, I believe. 
I believe the biggest controversy up until now with him was that he didn't really live in New York City and he decided to pull some sort of weird ass gambit where he toured journalists around his New York apartment, which was very clearly his son's. And, uh, and it's weird that it turns out that he's maybe a little bit shady. That maybe they're being funded by the government of Turkey. You know. And the FBI pulled over his SUV and took his phone and told him to get out so they could take all of his stuff. It's good. I especially like that because I would assume that that means that they had tried to find him a few different times and he was playing some sort of wild version of whack-a-mole. And finally they were like, well, he's the mayor of New York. Let's just pull it over his SUV. Just driving around like a plane that can't land. Like if we don't stop this car, they can't stop us. So the whole thing, it's like speed, but it's the mayor (laughs) of New York and it can never stop. Yeah, so it turns out that he is under investigation for getting campaign cash illegally from Turkey and in return doing some sweetheart real estate deals for them. Sure. Look, our, city is, our city is fine. I took a picture last night. I, I meant to send it to you, but uh, I'm going to send you a picture I, I took last night of Dexy and a view from my street last night that I was. I thought, I need to send this to Dan. Was it? Is it? Was it beautiful? Oh God, yes. I'm sure. It's a beautiful city. I love it's it here. Greatest Best city, city in, the in the world. world. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing wrong with that place. <laughs> it's all great. It is great, Dan. I, I mean, love it's it. It's totally nice. I like New York City, but yeah. What? What are you shaking your head at? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. At least it's not Los Angeles, where like a large stretch of highway caught fire this weekend. I mean, sure. That's where the teen is at school, and uh, he sent a text. We did not know about this big fire that has shut down the ten in uh, in L.A., which is a major, major, major arterial uh, highway. But uh, he sent a text in the middle of the night with a link to the story and he was all, I guess the city couldn't hack it without me. Look, I believe that. I believe it. When I go on my cookie making spree, what kind of cookies does your son like? He likes all kinds. Okay. Chocolate. Oh yeah. Chocolate chip, chalk, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Gingerbread. He likes cookies. Sure. Butter. Yes. Actually, the best cookie I make is a super dark chocolate. I get this, Black cocoa. It's wow. sort of it's the cocoa they make uh, Oreos with. So it's oh okay. It's just super. When you get these cookies, they are black, and I put white chocolate chips in them, and sometimes Yum. I put like a little dried cherries or something. And it's a good time. Oh, these cookies that are. That kid loves himself some dark chocolate. He always has. These cookies are really really good. I just stumbled on the, a, oh the bl- when black he was cocoa. a young child, his favorite candy bar was the Milky Way dark. What? It's better. Which is it's a good, good oh, candy bar. Dark chocolate, dark chocolate. That's all. Let's just talk about chocolate because everything is fine. I love it. Well, I got a peanut butter pie for my birthday. Ooh. We se- mostly celebrated my birthday this weekend when uh, the teen was in town, and uh, so I got a peanut butter pie. But we had also made a lemon ice box pie to celebrate the teen. 
So we had two pies this weekend. We ate so much food this weekend that yesterday, Monday, I said to Janice, I don't know that I'm eating today. Hmm. And I did not eat until at least mid-afternoon when suddenly I was like, well, why do I feel so weird? And then I realized, oh, it's because I haven't eaten. It could also be why I felt like I was going to die. I was so tired. There's that too. I have to be careful about eating because like I may have mentioned, I have to get a crown on this Vesuvius tooth I've got in the back. That's my treat for finishing the book is getting an expensive (laughs) piece of dental work. Perfect. In a painful position. Man, place. what a treat that is. I know the dentist is going to yell at me and be like, you were supposed to get the crown right after the root canal. And I'm going to be like, my husband got COVID and then I was working on a book. Oh, but then. What? It, should we just take a moment to talk about something difficult and then we can go back and try to just uh, get the band started again? I love it. Okay. I mean, I don't really love it, but no, yes. we don't. We don't love it at all. But um, no. so we we've, we've been thinking that it's been a month now. No, it's been five weeks. Yeah, that the world has been in this crisis. Yeah, um, and something is happening where <sighs> nobody can talk about it. It's become such a difficult, it's so horrible. Um, and it's hard to talk about. Yeah. And obviously we're talking about the conflict that's happening right now uh, between Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Um, oh, I got another email. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Perfect. Scared me. It's like I get a little jump scare every time. Maybe you should not have your email window open when you're I, talking. Just I a wild idea here. It's not. It's it's giving me those little pop-ups. Like, mm, I hate notifications for that um, exact reason. So you 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 want to talk, Dan? You're a good talker. This yeah, is, uh, I mean, I think that basically, here's the deal. There's a lot of shit in geopolitics that is complicated but generally speaking i turned 49 years old today maureen and i feel like i have 49 years of pretty consistently not being into fucking killing people yeah that that i'm not a big fan of generally speaking uh and the reality is is that while you know there are certainly topics that are difficult to discuss in all of this yep uh, the mass slaughter of folks, especially the mass slaughter of children, of which half the population of Gaza is, which is fucking wild, if you think about it. Just as a little sidebar, that means half of the population of Gaza has no vote, right? And that half the population of Gaza, the last time there was a vote, wasn't even born. So you got that, too. <sighs> I'm just generally speaking, Maureen, I don't like killing kids. Call me wild. I just don't think we should be killing kids. I don't think we should be fucking bombing hospitals. No. Call me crazy. And there's certainly a lot of messages that are coming out from doctors and nurses that are literally making a last stand. And they know that they are going to die while working. Yeah. In their scrubs. Yeah. 
trying to operate with no anesthesia. Yeah, it's fucking using, a nightmare. Using vinegar or wrapping babies in tinfoil to try to keep them alive. Yeah. It's not great. No. It's not, it's not a good situation. There is a remarkable outpouring of support of the idea of a ceasefire, which is great. Yeah. Having been involved in, you know, anti-war activism of one form or another since I was 14 years old and hopped a uh, hopped a median onto Lakeshore Drive the night that uh, the U.S. was bombing Iraq the first time. Uh, usually there are not a lot of people out there. <laughs> there were certainly not a lot of people out on Lakeshore Drive that night. Um, but uh, that now there are. There are hundreds of thousands, you know, around the world, any given place. It's pretty remarkable to see all the folks coming out, trying to put pressure on elected officials for just saying, hey, let's fucking take a time out here. If nothing else. Fucking bury our dead and shit. It's horrible. The other thing to me, Maureen, is that living through the last 20 years of U.S. politics has proven beyond any reasonable doubt that indiscriminate killing of people doesn't make anyone safer. You know, if the goal is safety, what's happening right now is not achieving that goal at all. No, this is, this, this is, um, the absolute nightmare scenario and people are being slaughtered. They're just absolutely being murdered. Um, and it's, uh, it's indefensible. It is such a horror show. Yeah. Uh, But I guess we thought it's impossible to ignore it. Yeah. I mean, ignoring horrors does not make make cars go go away. away. Yeah. That's a lesson to learn every now and then. Thing to re-remember. But uh, people are... But I will also say... Yep. It does not mean you have to stare at horrors all day. This is another lesson that I feel like we keep relearning in the era that we live in. But I personally don't need to see actual video of dead people to know that people getting killed is not a good thing. You know, this was true when videos of of black folk being killed by police was sort of the, the social media thing being passed around like traumatizing ourselves with imagery we don't necessarily need to do. But this is, um, this is one of those moments in history where (laughs) how the fuck will people even look back at this? Yeah. So, yeah. How to deal. So there's, so we're going into, so we, we in the U.S. are always very self-focused because we are a giant weird circus. I mean, yep. there's weird stuff going on in every country. Like, for example, right now, the U.K. is also doing an incredibly weird dance of stuff. They just got rid of Suella Braverman as the Home Secretary. 
Yeah. And if you don't follow uh, UK politics, let me just describe Swell Braverman as someone who has definitely considered making a coat out of 101 Dalmatian puppies at some point. Like, this woman is like a cartoon villain. Her monster, like her, she called uh, people that are experiencing homelessness, like that's a lifestyle choice, she said. Yeah. Uh, just, that was one of the nicer things that Swell Brownman ever said. She is truly a monster. Um, they really had a couple, couple special ones. So she was basically angling to get fired. And the prime minister fired her because I think she wants to become a super right wing superstar and then run for the for the main job as yeah. the most right wing nightmare candidate that comet Fun. soaring through the sky. So someone else took her job and then they brought back former prime minister David Cameron. Yeah, that felt that felt like a real surprise. Everyone was surprised. Everyone was like, <gasps> like it was the it was the shock, awe, gasp moment of UK politics. David Cameron, remind me here, mm -hmm. he's the dude that called the vote for Brexit. Yeah, so he because he thought it, it would wasn't shut everyone up. go through. Right, he thought it wouldn't go and through, it and it would shut up everybody. the critics. Right, it would everybody, and they'll shut up. And then it happened, and then it they voted for Brexit, and then he's like, well, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And he just fully noped out. But yep. now he's suddenly back. They brought him back. Because in comparison, he seems like a normal guy. Wow. It is an absolute shit show over there. Um, and they are also having a major issue with protests uh, and what's been said about protests. Wasn't that uh, sort of the final thing? It seems like her final statement that yes. led to her leaving was... Yes. Being real shitty about about pro Palestinian protesting. Yes, she said it was. Um, I forget her exact words, uh, but it was it was bad. It's all bad. Meanwhile, here we know we're going through a weird meat grinder time. Yeah, that uh, we're about to have our own absolutely bizarre battle in twenty twenty four. Of which the opening, like the opening acts of the opening acts are playing. <laughs> yeah. But we're in the, I think we're in the concert hall. We're in the, the dome. We're in the sphere. Oh, yeah. We're definitely in the sphere. Listening to the, whoever's opening. You know, the thing about the sphere, Maureen. What? I kind of want to go to the sphere. Yeah, I can't tell if it would be sensory overload or not. Oh, it would definitely be sensory overload. I am not a I'm not a U2 guy by any means, but I have watched some uh video of that shit and it I can't imagine that there isn't somebody vomiting during the show at any given time because it is bananas how much sensory overload there is, but I kind of want to see that. I a friend uh, my one of my closest friends who is uh a very big U2 fan went Described it as almost mystical experience. And she said it was used really well. Yeah. Like a lot of it was like open sky with a, with, you know. It was, no, it totally. Was, I mean, it just, it really does. It, I, I would like to see it. I wouldn't mind going and seeing it if it was some uh, act that I enjoyed more. But I would like to see the inside of that fucking place because that shit is nuts. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is our way of saying is that it's um, also apparently all the world's volcanoes have decided to erupt. I don't know. Something to, did you not know this? Like there's all these. I didn't know this. Uh, so there's a huge volcano in Iceland 
that where they've had something, they've had hundreds of earthquakes the last couple of days. They had to evacuate a town. All the roads started to crack and they've been Whoa. preparing for a major volcanic eruption. Meanwhile, a few other volcanoes started to kind of steam and get like rumble and do some stuff. One, I think in Mexico and one, I think in Japan. So it was like all the world's volcanoes decided to enter the chat. And uh, so it's just sort of everything, you know, and people yeah. are jangled. People are a little jangled. I would agree. That's the right that's the right terminology for it. People are jangled. Yeah. So how can we help with that, Dan? Well, I seem to recall earlier on this episode saying it's not a podcast, it's a coping strategy. Right. So I'm open. Go, go. You do it. Well, I'm uh uh write write a book. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Um well. You know, I there's always things like people need food. People need someone to talk to. All true. People need support in their communities uh, to protect the books. By the way, shout out to Pink, Philadelphia's own Pink, who yep. got, last night did a concert in Miami and gave out 5,000 banned books. That's a good time. Hey, I, Pink. Suddenly I'm like, this is, like, this is me dancing to Pink, like a parakeet <laughs> side to side like this. Dancing to Pink. I only know one Pink song. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. That's a Pink song? Yeah, that's her. And I also know Lady Marmalade, which she was a part of. Okay. That's a good song. All right. Itchy, itchy, kaya, yeah, yeah. Gucci, Gucci, yeah. That's me singing Lady Marmalade. I like it. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. She sung a lot more than that, but that's always the one I, I think of. That's a that's a song that I need to add to the playlist for the little one who just loves to party. That's his thing. His thing is he is just down for a party at any given time. And so I've been putting together a playlist of party anthems for him. That's a good one to add in. Do you think he would still laugh at the putting on the pants thing? Oh, definitely. Okay, good. The thing about him is that he is just a joy. He loves fucking everything. He skips to school every day because he's so excited about school. <laughs> he's adorable. The, his only thing is that he does not like pain. Like, oh. uh, but and, but he doesn't like the idea of pain. So he will get very upset at the at like the idea. Like he's had a very loose tooth for a very long time, and he won't kind of do the little final twist to get it out. Because he doesn't like the idea that it will hurt. And in fact, last night, it finally just kind of gave up the ghost on its own volition. <laughs> just sort of tumbled out of his mouth as he talked about how he didn't want to take it out. So I guess, remember, I, you forget that as children, we go through a phase where we rip parts of our skeleton out of our own mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It is weird. It's also very weird. feel like with him... A different experience than his older brother, which it's like, you know, uh, he would get a loose tooth and then it would loose and then it would fall out. And then, an, you know, an adult one would grow in and then the same thing. This, it's like it's kind of random which teeth fall out easily and which ones stick around forever. The one that finally just came out, I'm not exaggerating, Maureen, has been loose for over six months. 
She's like, what the fuck? And there's a whole fucking adult tooth that has grown in behind it like a shark. So that's great because that's going to involve orthodontia. I love that. But um, but yeah, he has a real random collection of teeth now. In his mouth or in a drawer? In his mouth. He okay. doesn't, he, he does, this kid, I've never met a kid that is less interested in the tooth fairy than this kid. Never has. I don't know mm. what it is, but from jump, he was basically like, that sounds dumb. Throw that out. <laughs> I think he did the, his first tooth. He, after a lot of coercion, agreed well, to write you, a note to the tooth think fairy. What? He thinks it's weird, Dan, that parts of his skull parts of his skeleton get ripped out or fall out and then he puts his bones under the pillow where he sleeps and for, and then someone comes in the night and takes his bones and exchanges it for money someone yeah, buys his bones while he sleeps reaches slips a hand who came up with that weird shit by the way where it's under your fucking pillow that you have to sneak into your tribe and steal their bones and then shove money under there without waking them. What kind of weird ghoulish shit is that? <laughs> Who could, could, is there any way of making that creepier? So the thing is, the child puts their bones under their teeth and then you watch the child sleep. And when the child is the deepest sleep, you reach beneath the pillow. You reach beneath the pillow. You take the bones you take the and then you leave the coins for the bones and then you sneak away what the actual fuck is that yeah i mean i get it i appreciate I, that he from jump was like i don't fuck with that but uh it is also strange because he does not fuck with that he could care less what kind of weird fucking bad fairy stuff is that there's a lot of there's a lot of fairy lies that we tell children. Do you did you have a tooth pillow? I don't remember. I think that I think that my parents were like, oh, you don't the tooth fairy here. You don't put it under your pillow like it was like you put it on the side of the bed or whatever. Right. And you write a little note, put it with it. That's, I think, what we did with the big, bigger kid, too. I had a the tooth thing pillow. That I, I think that. With our older kid, you know, because when you have your first kid, you're always like, well, this has to be special or whatever. And it was like, I I think I wanted to give him like the golden, like the dollar coins, which are like impossible to fucking find, especially if your kid's tooth falls out randomly on a Tuesday or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I put myself through a lot of effort trying to make an imagined thing that only existed in my head special. Uh, and then with this kid, th with the younger one, it was like, yeah, you write a note. And he was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Fuck that. I and I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. No problem. It's weird. We tell kids that, that a fairy comes in the night and steals their bones from under their pillow, that a rabbit brings them candy, and that a weird man comes down the chimney and also yeah. a lot of being sneaking into the house. That's it. A least. lot of sneaking into the house. So, you know, if you follow those traditions of Easter and Christmas, that's two beings sneaking into your house to leave mm -hmm. shit. Tooth fairy, the, too. Tooth fairy takes shit. Yeah. Although it sneaks Santa, in. Santa is also transactional. you got to leave that, that guy cookies. Um, yeah. That's fine. 
you know, like that's, I feel like the tra- I was fine with the transactional nature, but sometimes I worried. I was like, well, what if the cookies aren't good enough? Like, I'll just, just when eat. you were growing up, yeah. was, was your house a Santa brings all the presents house or was it a Santa just brings a Santa gift house? Uh, I think it was, there might've been one or two from mom and dad, but they, they actually read Santa and my mom went to a lot of trouble to make the handwriting look different. Yeah. We're just a, we're just a Santa gift house. It was, it was primarily all the other presents are from, from us. I still get gifts marked from Santa. I, I also go to a lot of work to make sure that Santa's handwriting is different. My and the wrapping paper from Santa is different. It's different, too. yeah. It's always got to be different wrapping paper, yeah. different handwriting. It was probably just my dad's handwriting, to be honest, because I never saw that that much. Um, <laughs> some gifts will be signed. My mom, whenever she signs a card to me, it's signed from both of my parents, and then she draws a little cat so that the cat also signs it. The cat it. also signed it. That's nice. Sometimes I also get Christmas presents from the cat. Well, that's nice. I'll have a Thanks, little cat. cat. Have a little cat drawn on the deck. <laughs> my mom is a big Christmas person. Like it is, yeah. like you know, like as I told this you, this is established canon. Our house gets completely redecorated for every holiday. We got to crack that village back out. The village hasn't been up in years. Oh yeah, you got to get that done. You should do that. Nah, one she she doesn't do it because my dad changed the furniture on her. It does. What, she I'm had. Sorry? A, he got a new enter, like a new thing for the TV because it used okay. to go on top of a big thing the TV was on, and then she had a special platform built. So it was big. Oh, okay, it was big, Dan. It requires yeah. a full in the Let It Snow movie. What's it? What's yeah. great is that I was able to get a movie made that sort of accurately represents the size of my mother's village, yeah. and then have a little figure made of my mother in that village. So if you ever watch the movie Let It Snow on Netflix and that Floby Christmas village in it that I wrote about my mother's obsession with this, you will see something that is approximately the size of my mother's collection. But like she could downgrade. Well, she did. Then she had like little satellite villages on the side tables, but then Uh she also incorporated some into a wreath. So there are at least two buildings inside of a wreath. Uh Uh-huh. She also at one point bought, bought the soundtrack that came with it. So she would play the soundtrack of like clip clopping of horses hooves and... Uh, you know, sounds of of old London and uh, oh, my mom is pretty um invested. <laughs> you just shut off there halfway through that story. My mom is uh, she's a lot sometimes. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Yeah, and it, like you know, I can handle her now that I'm older. As an adult, <laughs> she's easier to handle. Yeah. As a kid, it was uh, was like being raised by uh, Godzilla or something. You know, just a lot of power, a lot going on. Good thing is I turned out fine. Yeah, you definitely, you're not a lot. Easy going. I'm an only child, Dan, as are you. No, I'm not. Oh, that's right. You're not. I have an older sister. But you have have only child energy, though. I don't. I think you do. Okay. Do you think I have it? Yes. <laughs> you no. you have only child energy. Yes. That was too fast. Okay. I could probably say it faster. Yes. What does that even mean to you? You just, you know, you're 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 not a lot. 
are only children always a lot? Are we a lot? Is that the thing? Yes. I don't think so. I think so. I mean, in a great way. Mm. But you've you've had a lot of attention in your life. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Hey, it's my birthday. I can say what I want. No, you can't. You can't say that about what? me. What? <laughs> Listen, you Santa looking motherfucker. You can't say that about me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Dan, did did a did a government crisis just get uh, averted, like the shutdown, or are we in shutdown? Uh, it, it seems that they have not yet started voting. When is the shutdown the, supposed to happen? Friday. Okay. It seems like perhaps they are going to avert this shutdown because Mike Johnson is going to, instead of requiring all of the Republicans to vote for him or for, you know, his his budget continuations or whatever, he's going to suspend the normal rules and use a maneuver that requires two-thirds support of the House to go through, which honestly is actually a pretty smart move. Yeah, and I because... think of all the time he's, he's saved by... Checking out when, you know, letting his son know when he's watching porn. Right. Yeah. He, he probably didn't look at porn at all this week. And meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy just punched some guy in the kidney. So, you yeah. know. You know, good old kidney punch. And then a fight broke out in a Senate hearing. And it happens. Said, there was going to be a fist fight. There was going to be a fist fight. There was a Senate hearing today with uh, that one, I think the head of the Teamsters, and he had tweeted something nasty about this senator. And so the senator was like, do you want to come down there and do this right now? And they both got up and they were going to do it. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it was like really like, do you want to do this now? Is this here? And he's like, yeah, let's go. And then he stood up and the, the guy stood up and was like, let's go right here. He started to like take off his ring and stuff. And what? Bernie, yes, Dan, this happened. And then Bernie Sanders was like, no, stop it. And he did like a hand shop, like, no. This is a Senate hearing. You got to sit down and not fight. But they were standing up and they were doing that. You read you. You want to do this right now? You want to do this here? OK, let's go. And it was only Bernie going, no, no, stop it. I appreciate that because in my head, the Teamsters are always ready to throw down. I'm assuming that the Teamsters will throw a trash can at you at any time. They'll be ah, yeah, definitely just to say hi. Like, I fully, I appreciate that because that lines up with the mythology in my head about the Teamsters. Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa, you know, he's buried in a piece of concrete somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's just, but yeah, they, they were going to fight. They were going to fight, Dan. They were, it was a very, like, they were going to, meanwhile, the shaman from uh, January 6th is running for office, by the way. That's another thing that's happening. Yeah. That should go well for him. Dan, we're saying we're coming into the holiday season, the end of 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know you know how we're coming in? We're coming in hot. <laughs> this shit is not going in for an easy landing. And what's funny is that when it lands, it's just going to it's it's like when a meteor lands. It doesn't just land. It's not like it lands and that's the end of it. My nose is starting to run, Maureen. I'm not saying this is an extinction event, man. I'm just saying that. Are you all right? I'm a little bit allergic today. Mer and, uh, you remember when we used to script this, Dan, and we would have like these complicated uh, 
sophisticated yeah. scripts and other. And now look, you're just sneezing and just blowing my nose. I don't give a fuck. And, yeah. I, I, whoa, I burped earlier. You know, like it's <laughs> it's just how it goes. This is how it is. This is year eight or whatever it is now. Everybody, welcome to. What are we going to sound like in 2024? Let's like what I, are our voices? Just right now, you just took a swig of your San Pellegrino, and in my head, I thought you were drinking a white claw. Uh, this okay. Let's just do quick. Do a quick us in mid October 2024. Let's predict what we're going to sound like. All right. I'm assuming that next to me there's a trash can with a fire in it. <laughs> All right. Mm. Welcome to this who podcast. Uh, Dan, uh, how you doing, Dan? 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 Dan, wake up. Wake up. Dan? Dan? See, I'm just dead. Oh, okay. No, you got to do That's the That's how it will go. No, you got to do the podcast. Come on. I'll be dead. No, you won't be. You'll be fine. We're going to get through it. That's the point. That. It's a coping strategy. Say so to you people. Make them hopeful. It's great. Woo. Do you think we're going to be a little rattled by October of next year? A little bit. Yes. It's not going to be. It's, yeah. Ha! Next year's just going to be a lot. It's going to be Trump versus Biden. It's going to be fine. <sighs> We're going to have three criminal cases, Trump versus Biden. Uh, I mean, four, maybe. Oh, I thought one's going to get bumped after. Well, I mean, I think that so the um, documents case. She's now decided, which was supposed to be in May. She's decided that she's not going to decide whether it's happening in May until March. Cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I. It's a good thing. I mean, I would the guy I really feel bad for right now is whatever guy decided to write indictment.fy. <laughs> that hot dummy yeah. thought he was being funny. <laughs> he thought it was real clever. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, jokes on that asshole. That guy who has these little bright ideas. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what that guy's thinking right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That imagine guy's... that guy. Yeah. That guy. That guy's good. That guy's good at planning. That's somebody, for sure. Somebody tip that. Whenever you get your indictment, send that guy a little tip. <laughs> well, well, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be taking a break next week for Thanksgiving. I'm letting you know that now. I love it. I can't do it, Dan. Yeah, that makes sense. You got a deadline on the 21st. It is next week. Is the we uh, this this week that I'm in right now, which is it's all one day, Dan. I'm here by myself with the dog, and it's just one long day. <laughs> Just the one long day until you're done? Yeah. So you're just going to sit there. You're going to pass out occasionally, wake back up, start writing again. I sit here until I go to sleep. Last night when I stopped, I've decided that when I stop for the night, I have to do something that completely distracts me. Okay. And I thought I was going to watch something short last night. And what I accidentally watched was a three-hour movie about the Bader-Meinhof gang in West Germany. So, Oh, well, that sounds fun. That sounds like a great little... It was actually really good, but it was much longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. So at, at midnight, I was sitting there thinking about the uh, the Bader-Meinhof gang all night. I was awake just like okay. thinking. That's like how my Good Times Going to Bed book is a book about the Klan. We've got to get different stuff. Maybe yeah, tonight I will yeah. watch uh, BBC Ghosts, which is my favorite show. 
There you go. So. Or I'll try well, to find that, that Swedish show again that was about, it starts about being, you think it's a murder. And, a, and it, it ends up being about how everybody needs everybody else. And actually there are alternatives to punitive measures and ways of coming together that are unexpected and wonderful. That movie, that show was really good. It just told, it just showed you that there's another way. I would like to live in Sweden. It gives the thesis that there is another way. I like it. That was called Anxious People, right? Yeah. It's real good. Well, whatever. It's all, you know, we're thinking about you guys. If you're also, if you're a librarian, please just drop me a line. I really like to know how librarians are doing. And I feel like if there's anything I can use Insta Stories for, which is a dumb thing to say, but I, it's like, I, what do I... I want to maybe just read out what librarians are going through or something just uh, just to get like try to amplify everybody's messages about how they're doing in their districts or their challenges. Like one person said, yeah, it's just this one person in town that's decided that they made a they made a list of 95 books or something that they I mean, that's generally true. It's always I think it true. was the Washington Post that yeah. has found that almost all of the book banning thing requests are coming from 11 people. Yep. Eleven it, people, or you know, in your town, it'll it's that one or two. It's like maybe like the two people that are like having their wine, going. You know what? It's it is attention seeking behavior. I've said it before. I've been saying it for years, Dan. I said it when I was first banned. I've said it when I was, you know, I got featured on the news with the banning uh, down in Florida one time way back in the day. I say it again and again and again. It is always attention seeking behavior it's the bad only children yeah what am i the good only children am i the good the good am i the fairy you're like the, the good only children hello exactly I'm, i have a wand that's yes i have a exactly. sample i'm gonna write a book now I'm gonna drink that white claw it says Dan, who Dan, is made, I bought a, i've I never bought, had a white claw i've bought one of those celsius drinks what They're supposed. That? It's like the one of those energy drinks with super, that people drink it and then their brain goes fast. Oh, I've, good. You, I've this been, is definitely what you need. I've been keeping it in the fridge, and I keep Absolutely, looking at. Absolutely, Maureen. Should that I drink? is what you need. I think that you need to have your brain go faster. I do too. I don't. I should don't. I drink Just so it? we're clear, I don't think you should drink that. No just been in there it's like my it's like the emergency canisters <laughs> well every day I, note, I open the fridge and i look at it and go is today the day on that note says who is made possible by you through your support of our patreon at patreon.com slash says who where pretty much every sunday you get this all over again and if you give it the ten dollar a month level you get a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the says who sticker club it's a great great club patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo was designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter at says who at omfg.town on mastodon or an email at hey that's h-e-y at says who podcast.com join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians our facebook group is moderated by janice dillard there's also a fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who Discord, whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you can listen. And you can join us not next week, 
but the following week, November 28th, for our very, nope, sorry, November 29th, for our very next episode. Enjoy your Thanksgiving in whatever way you do that. Or, and if you don't do it, good for you to, like. Yeah. I barely do Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like, I, I, you know, I'm that person. 6 p.m., 6 p.m. Thanksgiving night, I get to change candles. Then I start burning the uh, the tree-scented ones. And up what, the lights what, go. What is the scent of your Thanksgiving-scented candle? Uh, up until that point, I have this really good pumpkin-scented candle. Oh, okay. All and right. that's when that the works. like the kind of autumnal one changes yeah. to the Fraser fir. I just generally am not a big Thanksgiving guy. As I've, I've described before, we celebrate Thanksgiving. We mostly play board games all day. Can I? Can we just come to do it with you in Chicago some year? Yeah, come Make on. Make a thing of it. Come it's on. A good time. Come on. We're come on. Uh, uh, Janice's niece is coming for Thanksgiving this year. Come on. And she's vegetarian, so we're going to make all vegetarian food. I don't know what it's going to be. We don't normally make normal Thanksgiving food, so, you know. It's just to make what you we'll normally make. through Burger King, get the Impossible Burgers. Make, no, make uh, make tacos again. Yeah, we the can do that. Vegetarian tacos are easy and delicious. It's true. So, This message brought to you by Vegetarian Tacos. Listen, when this book's in, maybe I will start my, <laughs> my vegetarian TikTok or something. Or I got all kinds of plans. I got ideas. That's Start good. refinishing like furniture ideas. and yep. uh, have a whole new life. Bake cookies and refinish furniture. In a whole new home. This has been says who. How about it? Here, I gotta go write this book. Shut up! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>